Welcome to the Stacking Slabs podcast. Join Brett to get the latest sports cards investment advice, hear from industry experts that are deep in the trenches, and find out when to turn left when the rest of the market is going right. Get eBay ready, get PayPal ready. Let's be students of the game and stack those slabs. What is up? Welcome back to Stacking Slabs, your hobby content alternative. I'm your host, Brett McGrath. How are you doing out there? Are you having a good week? Are you enjoying life? Are you enjoying this wonderful sports card hobby slash community that we all are a part of? Are you treating it like your escape? Are you having a good time? Are you making deals? Are you learning something? Is your collection growing? Is it retracting, but you have bigger cards? I love this damn hobby, everyone. I can write a love letter to the hobby, and man, did we have a letter slash essay that hit the scene this past week? I'm going to talk, you know, I'm going to talk about that Josh Luber essay, Trading Cards Are Cool Again. How you doing? Before I get into that, before I get into this week's content, I got to start with a little gratitude from the top. Shout out to you, the Stacking Slabs listeners. Shout out to the people out there spending some time out of their day to listen to what I have to say and have a willingness to learn, have a willingness to help, have a willingness to share my damn stuff across the internet. I appreciate you. You keep coming back. The show's growing. People are sliding into my DMs, and man, it is motivation enough. It's motivation to collect cards. That's one thing. Gets you out of bed in the morning. But to have a show, to have people interact with you on a regular basis means a lot. So just wanted to say thank you from the top. I'm recording this episode right before week of football, Sunday football. And man, I'm feeling good right now. And you all know that feeling when your team plays on Thursday night, gets the dub. You get a kind of cruise into Sunday, no stresses, relaxed. Make, maybe make a few uh, degenerate bets. I don't know. Maybe uh, fill up a DFS lineup. I don't know. Um, but I am certainly sitting in a prime spot, and I'm enjoying the fact that my cold swan, the squad is in the hunt. Has it been a perfect season? Absolutely not. But, man, Thursday night, it was fun to see Jonathan Taylor run all over the place. This guy... He's our best player, man. We've got some ballers. Darius Leonard, Quentin Nelson, Carson Wins, Michael Pittman, a lot of good players. And Jonathan Taylor, he's our best. This guy is something else. If we go on a little bit of a run here, he's going to be the reason why. Good to see Carson Wins balling out. Drop the narratives. Drop all this stuff that this guy can't play anymore. How about 17 touchdowns, three interceptions, 100 QBR rating, in my books, as a person who watches a whole hell of a lot of football, that's pretty damn good. Carson Wentz, I'm glad you're my quarterback. But yeah, I'm in, sitting here. I'm enjoying this football week. Um, I'll say this. Patrick Mahomes. Seems like there's a lot of uh, debate in the card market and industry. I think we all just got to be a little patient. We All these guys go through these um, moments in their career where there's a little pullback. Uh, the play isn't as crisp, isn't as great as before. I'm a Manning guy, you know that. There was some of those dips in uh, during seasons. 
uh, if you're selling your Patrick Mahomes cards at an affordable rate, um, there's plenty of people, including myself, potentially, that'd be open to buying them. I think this kid is special, and I'm not. Um, I think it's hold the phone for now. Enjoy Patrick Mahomes. He'll be back. Enjoy his cards if you have them. Don't panic. Um, this guy is one of the best quarterbacks, young quarterbacks that we have seen. I also want to say, just from the top, I'm seeing more people in my feed and throughout Instagram, Twitter, who are at shows. I think people going to shows is what it's all about. Um, you know, I think there's an opportunity for people to begin to operate online more like they operate at shows. And I think there needs to be some infrastructure in place to help facilitate this a little bit further. Uh, my idea is spin as a technology guy, a guy who works in the SaaS space, a guy who works in startups, thinking about, well, how can I prioritize my time to start thinking about these problems? I know there are a lot of people out there thinking about these problems. And we've seen a rise of technology within our industry um, over this past year that I, quite frankly, wasn't expecting. But I think that's something that we should think about. I think I talked last week and I've been putting out there and been beating this drum. We should not just rely on third-party platforms to buy and sell cards. We shouldn't. I think third-party platforms, consignment businesses, uh, marketplaces, uh, auction houses, they all are fantastic, serve a massive um, purpose in our hobby and help enhance the buying and selling and exchange of sports cards. However, I believe that the rubber hits meets the road when you are one-to-one -one working deals with other participants in this hobby. I love it. So it's encouraging to see people at shows, people exchanging at shows, making deals at shows, posting about it. I'm getting a little itchy. Um, you know, with the little one, my priorities have changed, focusing in on being a dad. Um, but I get messages every week. Hey, are you going to this show? Hey, are you going to that show? I'm um, the Ship Shawana show. Shout out bees. Um, that's a show I need to get to. That was this past week. I had several people asking me if I was going to hit that one up. I will. That That is a show I will be at. Um, but I just can't get out of the crib right now, taking care of a little one. But if you're going to shows, keep posting your stuff. Keep talking about your experience. I think the more we as a community hear from other individuals on the dealer side and just the show attendee side, um, I think that'll help get us to think about how we can get the cards we want um, from people in a human setting. And then maybe we can have some uh, conversations about how that might translate back into a more enhanced experience um, online. All right, let's get into this Josh Luber essay. Uh, the essay is called Trading Cards Are Cool Again. If you're not familiar who with who Josh is, Josh is the co-founder or founder at StockX, making the StockX go from this small little platform to this massive um, platform, which we all know the StockX brand. We've all seen it. We've all been on StockX. Um, smart guy. He is involved with Fanatics, co-founder of the Fanatics Trading Cards, um, chief vision officer, which is a interesting title that I'd like to talk a little bit more about. He wrote a 53-page essay, okay? he If you haven't seen it already, go find his Instagram page. Um, you can go to 
tradingcardsarecoolagain.com, online version, PDF version. My recommendation to all of you out there is go take some time and prioritize reading this piece, okay? Read this piece. I am not going to get into details and dissect every nook and cranny of his essay, but I'm going to share some perspective on the significance of it from the lens of kind of a marketing and PR perspective. I want to share that because that's my background. That's what I do for a living. Um, But just the breakdown of this essay, and I will, I think it's hilarious. Um, Shout out Lameem, shout out a bunch of other people who noticed that it was a 53 page read. Um, and people started making memes about, you know, 53 pages. I think we have a short attention span in the hobby. I mean, it's hard to have a pattern interrupt to dedicate some time outside of just instantly scrolling um, to stop in our tracks and read something. But if you are going to stop for a second, that this is something I'd recommend you all reading. He broke down his essay, and I appreciated him calling out from the top that he likes to write. And this is this was a kind of a... This piece took a little while. Um, I'm a writer. I love to write. So I had a connection there. Um, I think words are powerful. And I think especially when you back up the words with data points and stories, it can be something that um, gets people's attention and gets people to think. And I think this is what Josh accomplished with this piece. Um, his breakdown, he broke it down into five sections. So um, or maybe there's there's an introduction, then there's a recent gross and volatility, Q2 crash, theories of correction, what inner, inning are we in now, prices, people, and companies, risk factors, warning signs, how to think about the future, sneakers, cards, and future. Read it, and I want to talk about why I think it's smart. I think it's smart because Josh dropped this piece, and we had not heard much from the Fanatics front since we saw Michael Rubin on CNBC. Now, Michael Rubin's on CNBC, and for those playing at home, um, CEO, chairman, fanatics, he, you know, the collecting community had a not so great um, reaction to Michael's uh, appearance. You know, a lot of people said, well, Michael's talking to investors, the boardroom in that interview. However, we all know how the hobby works. We hang on every word, especially if it's something that's going to impact the future of our industry. And so after that appearance, um, there's a lot of negativity, I guess, uh, regarding fanatics on like, how dare can this guy come in here and say the uh, experience is broken in the hobby? Um, and many people said, hey, I like the fact that it's a pain in the ass to do certain things. And that I like putting in the time and effort in making things um, move the way I want to in the hobby. So you've got this uh, Michael Rubin appearance that didn't necessarily get a great response from the hobby. And then you have Josh Luber, who is his partner, dropping this essay. And to me, it was a, a night and day type of a, a deal. So to me, uh, Josh might be the yang of Michael or the yen of Michael Rubin's yang, maybe, or vice versa. I don't really know how that works. And I think the negativity on Rubin was, you know, we're collectors. Like we want to talk to other collectors. And the advantage where we might not, Ruben could collect, I don't know, maybe he does, but his appearance didn't, he didn't come off as a collector. Well, I think Josh emphatically made sure you spent the time to read the article that you knew that he was an important 
uh, per- person in the fanatics um, coming to life. And you, by the end of reading it, you knew he was a passionate collector. And I think that is really important. I think to me, this essay is a marketing and PR um, work of art. It is a, in the space I play in, it is a work of art because Josh told stories. He let, if you did not know anything about him, you, un, you knew what he was about by the end of that piece. And so the storytelling was really, really powerful. He was not telling you this is what you have to do or this is how you should do it. It was basically, hey, I'm going to tell stories from my personal experience. And here is the data that I, I have at my fingertips that we all have at our fingertips to help support these stories. Um, and shout out Card Letter. Card Letter, obviously, data points were used from them. I'm pumped for the, that team, pumped for them, the fact that their, uh, their graphs in, were featured um, in that piece. I think that's really cool. Um, but Josh is using this piece, get his word out, and to do what I think is the most important thing that fanatics can do right now, and that's build trust. And so I also think it's really smart mentioning other individuals in the industry, other companies in the industry, inherently they're going to know that they were mentioned. And then what are they going to do? They're going to share it out to their audiences. And this went viral really quick. And it went viral really quick because Josh has a platform, but people were interested in reading that. And it was really fucking good. It was really good. So when something is really, really good, it's going to spread really quick. And so I think for me, what I wanted to do on this show and my feedback and reaction is is a couple things. One, to say, this is really good. And I love the fact that there was uh, thoughtfulness and data and stories to back up this essay. That's really good. I think that's going to do really good wonders, especially in his role as the vision guy, the guy in front of people. I think that we need to trust that person. And I think Josh has done a fantastic job of starting that relationship. And then I also, the other takeaway here is read the damn piece, read it. Cause we're all going to have different opinions. We're all going to have different things that we liked in, in the article, but that would be one thing I would strongly recommend. There is just a ton of stuff that I could dig in deep, um, talk about for entire episodes, just topics within it. Um, and those might come up. Those might come up on my social media. Those might come up in this show. But for now, I just want to say um, that's how you do marketing. That's how you do marketing in the hobby. Be real. Be authentic. Tell stories. That's what I, that's what I try to do every week on Stacking Slabs. So I respected the way he came across. For me, this show, the hobby, coming with passion every week is what I do because I have no other choice and there's no other way to do it. You all know that I'm an all-in dude, and I'm all in on the hobby, and I'm all in at protecting the sanctity of the hobby in any way I can. And I think one of the ways that I'm looking at the hobby at this point is just this organic versus manufactured approach to how we share our content, how we share our thoughts. And I want to say, you know, I'm a B2B marketer. I build businesses through marketing. That's what I do for a living. And to me, word of mouth referrals will always be more, will always be stronger, will always have more longevity, will always produce stronger results than just paid and sponsored stuff. 
Now, there's been a lot of conversation and a lot of accounts putting up a lot of different things about sponsorships in the hobby. My stance on sponsorships, and I've shared this on the show, is that it's America. (laughs) Everyone's working hard. Everyone should have the right to take on sponsorships. That's what, that's how it works, right? If you're doing content, you're building an audience, and people are coming there, then companies should have the opportunity to pay someone to say, hey, I like what you're doing. Let me pay you. Just let me get sponsored on your show. Now, I think I encourage anyone out there who has content platform and someone is interested in sponsoring what they do, you should at least consider it and have the conversation. Now, there is a reason why I don't do it, okay? there, And I'm not saying this is a never thing. It's I am very selective. I am very protective of the Stacking Slabs brand. I'm playing the long game, okay? I I also, like, I don't want to answer to anyone. I don't want anyone to tell me what to do, what to say. That's not, that's not how, why I do this show, and that's not why I'm prioritizing my time around Stacking Slabs. And again, that's not a fault of anyone taking on sponsorships. I think if you're taking on sponsorships, there's an opportunity and a way to plug what you're doing in a way that's real and authentic, in a way that's more along the lines of embracing transparency and authenticity above everything else. I think that will help brands level up over a strong period of time. And for me, it's about fewer, but more passionate. I don't care about quantity. I think everyone gets so hung up on the more and more number, number, number. But I know this group, you out there that's listening to the Stacking Slabs podcast, I know you're passionate and I know you come back every week. And if I have something that I'm digging, I'm going to tell you why. And I'm going to not say go do this or go buy this, but I'm going to tell you from my end why I like a product or why I like something else. So I think that's a topic. My punchline on this is sponsorships are completely okay. Everyone has the right to take on sponsorships. I don't take on sponsorships right now because I'm playing the wrong game and I'm protective of what I'm doing on stacking slabs. I don't want anyone telling me what to say or what to do. I'm not saying no, I'll never take on sponsorships. It's I'm this is I'm self-funding this with my time, money, resources, and energy. And I love the way I'm doing what I'm doing. And hopefully you all love it too. I put this out here earlier this week. Our collections are an expression. These pieces trigger memories, moments deeply infused with nostalgia. Cards of players that run deep in our hearts and forever baked into our minds. Don't muzzle the emotion by following the herd. Be unique. I think there is so much opportunity to be unique, and there's so many benefits. Your mail days are special, and they're not something you just open and put away, okay? We talked on the last week's episode about Drake and his rock superfractor five-timers club one of one. That's something that he felt something when he opened that mail day. He shared it. He enjoyed it. Significant to him. We've all been in that camp where we bought a card. It's come in the mail. You look at it and you just put it on the side and you don't really give a shit about it. You don't give a shit about it because you, you bought it because you want to try to make money off of it. Now, there's a lot of people that are doing that. And a lot of people are putting those cards aside. Don't follow the herd. Turn left when the market is going right. It is more enjoyable that way. Now, when you're being unique, your posts are, are passion comes through and you're building a brand. People come to you with cards and information. They know you collect certain guys and they come to you and say, hey, did you see this story sale? Hey, did you see, here's some information about this card. Hey, I know where this is at. 
That's cool. It's non-generic. It's unique. There is, when you're being unique and you're focused on your collecting, there is a utility value. To me, I buy cards. I want cards to go up, but it's more than that. It's about ownership. It's about having those pieces. It's about when I'm having a shitty day at work and I go open up my Zion case and I go look through my cards and I um, start just taking a break and looking through my Peyton Manning collection and it makes me happy. This uh, hashtag invest movement, we all have different slices and flavors of the hobby, but I think just this, it, it's so short term. And I think the short term mentality is not unique. That's what the um, well, that's what a lot of people are doing, and that's what your big platforms want to tell you what, what to do. They want to tell you what cards to buy. They want to tell you what cards to go up. But is there really a connection with that card just because someone told you it's going up and you should buy it? I don't think so. I think that's lame. I think that's lame. The power of the hobby is that you don't have to follow the herd. You can be unique. I think it allows you to be focused. You get to go deeper in areas that you actually give a shit about. I think it gives you a greater sense of purpose. It's passion over profit. It's stories for your generation and the next generation. Can you imagine buying a car that you absolutely love and having that emotional connection with it and it goes up in value over a you know steady growth over 10 years, 20 years. You show your kid that, then your kid shows their grandkid that. And it's all because you know their dad or their grandpa sat there when he was 21 years old and watched his favorite team in the world win the Super Bowl. That, there's something there. And that's what cards can do. More people should be unique and collect what they like, collect the memories and the moments. There's an opportunity to be the subject matter expert and educate others. Don't you want to be the professor of your PC? I talk about being the CEO of the, your PC, but when you go deep in the areas that you're passionate about, you have the opportunity to be the professor. And finally, damn it, escape. There's so many life stressors and the opportunity to be unique gives you the chance to connect with your younger self. The accounts who collect with passion over profit stand out for me. And these are the people who I follow. And these are the people that I want to learn from. I hope you do the same. And if you're not, start dipping in, dipping in that direction. I think you'll have more fun. At least I know I am having more fun. I'm going to shout out. I got my man, Rob, the sports car therapist. I like what he's doing and the content he's created. I've been on his show a couple of times. He is going to be on the Stacking Slabs podcast this Friday. I'm, I'm fired up about that. I'm also fired up about 2021 WWE Tops Transcendent. Tops Transcendent is their most premium product. Obviously, I talked about Tops, um, WWE moving over to Panini. I'll tell you what, Tops is. Just going out with a bang. These cards, gold borders, the autos are on card. The imagery is so special. 1920, great sets. 2021, I think, might be the best. I made a couple purchases. I'm going to talk about those when I get, got, get in hand. But I'll tell you what, this Chrome release that I've been going nuts about, now this Transcendent release, Tops is really going out with a bang. So if you're interested in wrestling cards, I highly recommend you go check those out. I am having fun seeing what other people are pulling. And there is just a ton of really, really, really fun stuff in there. Let's close it out here. I'm I'm back to these posts. I'm I'm not posting, I'm not posting my my thoughts every day. I took a little break. And here's a little behind the scenes thing. So 
you know, every day I would post on Instagram kind of my thoughts, right? That screen grab that I put out there that I think would benefit the community. I think I did it for a year straight every day, okay? <laughs> it was a lot. And I got so much good reactions and I, it's, it's so nice and people would share my stuff and people would agree. And I, that to me is I'm passionate about sports cards and I also enjoy writing and positioning. And so I would fuse these two worlds together, have some thought and put it out there and then people would enjoy it, share it, like it, comment, and people would connect with it. And I did it for almost a year, okay? And, or I think I did do it for a year and I just, I got burnt out on it. Okay. It was just time for me to take a little breather, take a break. And so I took a, I think a, a two to three month hiatus from them doing it all. Okay. Started posting more cards and then slowly I've been putting them out there and people are enjoying them again. People ask me, where are these? And now they're back. Now I'm not doing them every day and don't necessarily have plans to do them every day. Um, but I'm putting them back out there because it allows me an opportunity to reflect on things that I'm thinking about in the hobby. And here's one I put out that I want to close with. Don't be scared to collect something that no one is posting about. Nostalgia is a powerful driver. Passion is an undeniable motivator. Together, they can't be stopped. Step on the gas and lead the pack and be first. Goes back to my, the, my discussion on being unique. I think this is going to be more important than ever as changes happen in the hobby. The more unique you can be and the, the more you can get in front of stuff before people are collecting it. I think that's where the opportunity is. I hope you enjoy what I'm doing over here at stacking slabs. If you're enjoying what I'm doing, hit the subscribe button. Give me a follow across all those social platforms. Shoot me a DM. Tell me how I'm doing. Leave a review on all those things. You know how people always say that. Why don't you do that? And most importantly, tell a damn friend that you're enjoying the stacking slabs podcast. Take care of yourself. Take care of others around you. I'll be back on Friday with my man, Rob, sports card therapist. Talk to you real soon.